Get on the peace through pleasure train, streaming through the tunnel of love for our great 31st wedding anniversary RV adventure and other aspects of love, war, madness, and the bonobo way. Choo-chooing along on FDR. From the collapsing capital scene to the beautiful bonobo scene with my handsome who's bond and partner. That would be me. Captain Max. Yes, that would be me. Prince Maximilian yes, Rudolph. Yes, that would also be me. Leblovich de Lubkovitz de Filangeri. And that would be me. Last week, before our big anniversary, we had a show about our big 31st anniversary. Actually, it's not that big. The 30th anniversary is very big. 31st, there's no gem, there's no flower, nothing. But celebrate. Right, Captain Max? Uh, Righto. <laughs> so, last week I said one of my mottos, which is, make love first if you want to make love last. And this week, on our anniversary, I learned the meaning of that phrase. There are many meanings to that phrase, but I learned a special meaning to that phrase. You know what I mean, Captain Max? I know what you mean, <laughs> Dr. Susie. You do? Okay. Well, what do you think I mean? I think you mean what you mean. When you mean it, you mean it. Right? Yeah, that's a very diplomatic <laughs> answer. <laughs> I think that that kind of fits all sizes. That's what I'm thinking. And all meanings. All meanings. But I meant something spiritual, something emotional, and something physical. Because we actually did make love right before the big day remember i did i remember that right, yes right I before we left remember that mm. and it was great it was very good everybody had an orgasm senior sex and all which is not easy when you're a senior senior sex can be quite challenging but that is part of its charm it's like you're so grateful to survive that it's a celebration, you know, after you have those orgasms that are so heart-pumping, you don't know if your heart's going to stop. That's the most scary part. It's, it's scary. Like the heart is jumping out of your chest. But it's kind of fun, like an adventure. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, I mean, you seem to keep wanting to do it. <laughs> yeah, but when you're 80 years old and your heart's jumping out of your... It's kind of scary, but so far, so good. Anytime you could go. We have managed to survive. Yes. And thrive. And thrive. So we had our orgasms and then packed and got ready for our great 31st wedding anniversary RV adventure. But we couldn't get out of the house. Well, was I'm not up to that yet. Oh, you're not I was a little apprehensive about the whole thing. We didn't exactly know where we were going, except up Highway 1 towards Santa Barbara to 
who knows, but maybe visit that other prince, you know, the one in uh, Montecito, right? Ah, yes. Seriously, we did want to go to maybe Naples, California, since Max was from Naples. Your family is from Napoli, Italy. It was kind of vague, uh, so I was apprehensive. But Max, Captain Max, I think I should say for this role, he says, trust me. When's the last time you heard that from someone (laughs) named Captain? Anyway, I thought I would trust him. Trust him. And I got myself all ready and I actually had to rush a lot and I thought I would be the one holding up the crew since I was putting on makeup and sexy underwear and it was like the first time in like three months and by the way I also wore a shimmering aqua necklace handmade by Lisa Ann Davis Mm. one of the great nymphs of Zorbacus right I don't know if you noticed that right. I was wearing her necklace and you wore yes red underwear and I wore my Yale underwear fresh pair I have like about 30 pairs UCLA one I also wore a cowgirl hat a gift from the great squirting icon the Texas geyser of desire Dumay now speaking of geysers check out our new sex calls video on female ejaculation it's free. Most of our videos are free, and you can see them on drsusanblock.tv. But this one is actually out there on social media because it's all talk. It's no actual squirting. By Texas Geyser, we certainly are not referring to that explosion that killed the 18,000 cows in Texas. 18,000 cows. Wasn't that a terrible tragedy? Yeah. Right, for the cows and McDonald's as well. So I wore these special items, and just as I'm all dolled up and ready to roll into my great 31st wedding anniversary RV adventure, the problems begin. Would you like to take it from there, Captain Max? Yeah, no, go ahead. I'll... I'll... I'll jump in at some point. You seem to want to talk about how we were delayed. Why were we delayed now? Because we couldn't find You couldn't find various things, including the hot spot. Ah, the hot spot. Now, I found that in bed. That was me. (laughs) Right, exactly. But this hot spot is a device that we could not find. We couldn't find it. And you needed this. Yes, and we still have not found it so right. far. We still have not found it, but we looked for it for quite a while and tore up a lot of rooms looking for it. And you also discovered various things <laughs> that were problems. Tempers were heating up. And I'm there all dolled up in my special necklace and cowgirl hat from Dumay and my special underwear and my love me, kiss me, marry me stockings and hurry up and wait, right? This is Hollywood. Actually, this is Bonoboville. But then you didn't find any of the things you needed, but you decided to leave. The time had come. (laughs) So to speak. So to speak. So off we went. And really, though, the problems never stopped. And there 
was seemingly nothing that I could do about them. Though maybe there was. I should have gone. I would have been able to help. <laughs> there you go. We yeah. should have had Abe along. Yeah. But we didn't, and we had Anna and Miguel, and we had Chico, who knew nothing about hotspots. But the work-related problems overwhelmed the 31st anniversary celebration, kind of like an avalanche of rocks and dirt and cow manure and probably cow parts just falling on a lovely wedding party. And the falling rocks. At least we didn't have a real avalanche. That I'm grateful for because as we tooled down the part of the highway that we did find, we (laughs) saw that there was quite a possibility for a nice avalanche (laughs) on our right side. So uh, we are grateful. And they have a sign that says, watch for falling rocks. Right. Watch as the rock falls on your head. (laughs) Sure, I'm driving and I'm watching for falling rocks. I watched for falling rocks. I didn't see any, but I did see a mirror fall off of the side of our RV. Ah, yes. Yes. (laughs) And that was not a falling rock. No, but it was quite... Appalling. <laughs> it was frightening. <laughs> Banging and dangling, and we are tooling down the highway with the beautiful Pacific Ocean on one side. It was beautiful at that point. Then it got cloudy and rainy, but at that point it was lovely, lovely. and of course the potential avalanche on the other side. That's not good. Yeah. And, and the, uh, the thing that amazed me is, is there's, the, there's the Pacific Coast Highway, Highway 1, and then there are barriers on the right-hand side because the mountain is collapsing. Oh, yeah, I've right. seen those. They're like nets or something. Yeah, right. nets. And they're, yeah. and right across the street are all these nice little houses. And they come out of the door and they look up and what do they see? Avalanche is coming towards their door. Wow. So I wouldn't so. want to live there. We didn't have any of those real rocks fall on us, but it's felt like sort of these emotional rocks fell on us. We got there sort of somewhere, not really there. There is no there there. There was no clear there. Where we got, but we did, I guess, have some dinner and we gassed up quite a bit. Yeah. And we also went to a dead fisherman's wharf. Wharf. I've been to Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco, and now I can say I've been to Dead Fisherman's Wharf. In Oxnard, in, I believe. I think it was in Ventura Harbor. Oh, Ventura Harbor. Okay. Now, the interesting thing about this, uh, this, uh, this thing is that you don't have to be a dead fisherman. No. Okay. You can actually have your name put on there as a dead fisherman if you pay $200. Doesn't matter that you got killed in a car crash on Highway 1. No, as long as you pay your $200 and you're really dead and you don't write anything obscene. You can get your inscription on the Dead Fisherman's Memorial. We got our picture taken in front of it and you can see this carving of a dead fisherman that if you kind of squint, it looks like he's masturbating behind us. Yeah, because he has his... He has a rope. And he's playing with it. And he's playing with his rope right at pant level. 
Right I tell you, you we're going to post a picture there, of there, there on the blog so you'll be able to see it. It's you, you quite will, amazing. You will not be able to see it on YouTube. Was it a was it a thick rope? Was it a small rope? Uh, was it an a long, average. Was it a long average rope? rope I was would about say. six and a half inches. Yeah. I mean <laughs> the ro- the. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was definitely working that rope. He was actually not a dead fisherman. He's a statue. Oh, he was a statue. Yeah, because there's a car salesman that also has says he's a dead fisherman. Oh, you mean somebody that paid the yeah, two hundred dollars? Paid two hundred dollars. This country is selling itself off. <laughs> the government, the services, the art, the culture, everything goes to people that can pay. That's basically what it comes down to, for better and mostly for worse. The, gr- the greatest freedom you have in this country is to consume. Right, and so we consumed some fish. Yeah, right, we, we did. We did. We were hungry. I was starved. Those weren't dead fishermen. Those were dead fish. Yes, but they were okay. I had fish and chips. Yeah. Okay. How was that? The chips, they were good. They weren't bad. Fish was a little soggy. The fish outside was very crispy. Inside, it was soggy. Mushy. Very, very yeah. mushy and instead of like... I had sea bass, which when I first had it years ago, it was just light as a feather. But this sea bass was like a good halibut, but not like sea bass. It wasn't light at all. Now, sea bass is very delicate, especially the one. This was like a, a rock. Eh, chewy. Uh, chewy. So we're not recommending brophies unless you're really, really hungry. hungry? In which case, it's great. And a very, very good ice cream cake. We told ah. them it was our 31st wedding anniversary, which it wasn't actually. And I'm thinking, it's okay, we're having kind of a lousy meal. the next meal. day. Because our anniversary is the next day. So I don't mind. And so they brought us an ice cream cake. Which was actually quite good. It was delicious. It was Although fresh. I have a picture of you like turning it away like you hate it. You make faces a I, lot. I did that. You were in a bad mood. Don't anybody listen to this. Well, it's true. And the proof is in the simple fact that the next day... Yes. You just decided to leave and go back home to Bonoboville. See, I'm getting browbeaten here. No, it was just a fact. I wake up ready to have sex and eat some good fancy food and drive around the coast, maybe go to this Naples to have an adventure to celebrate our 31st wedding anniversary on its real day. And Uh, what do uh, I hear? We're going home. Yeah, because, let me tell you why. Because, all right, because of all the little problems. (laughs) All the little problems. (laughs) And then we were trying to get to the beach because my vision was that I wake up in the morning just like you see in the ads. And I'm in my RV looking out at the ocean. But I told you before we left, it was going to be cloudy and rainy. But you can't even get to the beach unless you pay. Well. You got to pay. And and they close at night. Okay. You know, they close at night. Well, we have to organize that. That's not something you can just leave to the last minute. So you said, just find a nice place where we can feel safe. Right. McDonald's. Oh, that was all right. So we drove her to McDonald's. I was so tired. Parked. I couldn't turn the heat on. It was getting cold. And then it started to rain. 
and Max was sitting behind the wheel. Wait a second, you snuggled up to me and we fell asleep. That's for a very short time. I fell asleep for a long time. (laughs) I was still in the afterglow of the orgasm from the night before, but I was tired and full of fish and I fell asleep, I was hugging you. And then next thing I know, I wake up and you're over in the front saying, we're going home. Yeah, but we're at McDonald's, okay? There, there could be a live shooter, a live shooter. But there wasn't. There wasn't, but I'm a little concerned. So I get out of bed fucking cold, and I go and sit in the driver's seat, and I'm staring at the McDonald's drive through uh-huh. So all night, in the middle of the rain, I sat there and watched people going to McDonald's. Aww. Yeah. You did that instead of sleeping so that we could celebrate our 31st wedding anniversary the next day. I did not want to be... Don't make me feel sorry for you because I don't. (laughs) Sitting up there looking at McDonald's. Yeah, but, you know, you don't want to... First of all, we were in the McDonald's lot. Which is already kind of shady. Sketchy, I agree. Sketchy. On the other side of that is Motel 6. Right. Which actually doesn't cost $6 like it used to. No. But it's, it's, it's now It's $89. It's good. Yeah, so it's okay. And that's where Adam and Gail stayed. Right, they stayed we there. We had them stay there so that we could have the RV to ourselves. ourselves. It was very romantic. I had this whole vision. You and your vision. <laughs> Liana Delgado says, Motel 6 used to be $6? Wow. (laughs) See, Liana, you don't know. We were actually going to hotels when Motel 6 was invented. And that was the whole idea. It was $6 a night. It was $6 a night. When was that? Like the 80s? Yeah, 70s, 80s. Maybe the 70s. But when I started knowing about it, it was the 80s. And yeah, it was maybe $10, but... Some of them were $6. They were $6. That's why they were called Motel 6. Not because they had six rooms, (laughs) (laughs) but because they had, you know, they charged you six bucks. That makes sense. Now you don't know if you'll wind up six feet under. uh, Right, but okay, so now Motel 6 is very nice, very clean. Everything's very nice, but it's next to McDonald's. (laughs) which could be dangerous. Right, right. So I felt that I had to be there like a, like a pit bull. Yeah. Watchdog. <laughs> Everybody that came by, I go, Arr! Including me. <laughs> no. Well, kind of. I said, why are we going back to Bonoboville? <laughs> <laughs> and then I would play dead. Like oh, I didn't see that. Slumped over. And the people in the car, I was this close to them. Because mm. they came right by the motorhome, and they'd point up to me. <laughs> oh, they want to know if you were asleep or <laughs> asleep not. Asleep or dead. I don't want to complain about mm. my non-existent 31st wedding anniversary celebration, but it was non-existent. You need a redo. We, you should do a redo. Like I said, the motto of this anniversary and of many of my years is make love first to make love last and so because we'd already had sex and i was still kind of in the afterglow because i am an older 
woman and it takes me a little while to recover so I was kind of like still woozy so I was like oh god no anniversary celebration but, you know, but I kind of coasted through it <laughs> quite grumpily quite I will grumpy. admit I was grumpy and I wouldn't talk to you and I wouldn't have sex with you later when you said well how about we have sex now I said no but I did the next day make love first and last if you want to just stay married I guess is the moral of that story and <laughs> adventures don't always have happy endings I guess we haven't gotten to the no, ending. Well, we've sort of gotten to the ending. We, you know, we've been re- reproaching each other. What is that word? Re- something or other. We're reproaching each other. <laughs> well, I am reproaching you. I'm not sure what I'm being reproached for, except for my reproachfulness, <laughs> because I'm in the process of getting over this. You know, you expect a celebration, an adventure, and... The, the, the best laid plans may not get you laid the way you planned. That's my other motto. These were immaculate plans. And they did not get us laid the way we planned. Right. In fact, we didn't get laid. In the motorhome. In the motorhome on our anniversary. Right. We did do some very intimate cuddling. Cuddling, but yes. You got to kind of get into I, I, it I, I, to have the sex in the motorhome, especially at McDonald's. I mean, I agree. I was a little wary but so tired from my afterglow and the fish that I did fall asleep. Well, the, the thing is that if you have sex in McDonald's parking lot by the place where they drive by for drive through and you're having sex in a motorhome... That could get you shot. The whole motorhome is jumping. All the sex we had was right here in Bonoboville. We didn't do any of it on our adventure. No. Hey, what did we do on our adventure? Like, we played with Chico the dog a little bit. We did that. We, did. we ate. Yeah, we went through Malibu. And Malibu, right? Right. Yeah, we went yeah. through a lot of traffic. Yeah, we went through the poor of section of Malibu. Mm, right. And then you get to the, the rich section of Malibu. Avalanche, right? Yeah, where the, the there's gates and <laughs> and the property goes right to the edge. Of course, the whole thing's going to fall in the ocean. Adriana says, sounds pretty eventful. Actually, it was totally uneventful. <laughs> it's just the way we describe it. So thank you very much because we are such poets in our description of a totally uneventful adventure. It was very eventful. Not the kind of events I was hoping for. Uh, I was hoping for grand celebrations. Wait a minute. While the night is pouring rain <laughs> and it's fucking freezing. You said you liked the rain. Yeah, well, I liked the rain. I had the windshield wipers going on and off. And uh, now I forgot what I was going to tell you. Well, I'll tell you what Dee's Nuts is saying. Dee's Nuts says, Damn, Max, you put it on the ladies, knocked the dock out so she was woozy the next day. I think that's a compliment in a kind of offhanded D's nuts kind of way. And then he says, sounds like you guys have sex so good the young'uns would be envious. Darn right, young'uns. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why they call us the love doctors. Yeah. We can't get anything else right, but we kind of get that right every once yeah. in a while. <laughs> You know, since mine doesn't work that well anymore, I got a new what? one. Oh, your penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, his penis works fine, but it just shoots blanks. Can I right. say that? Yeah, okay. All right. 
I am so embarrassed that I, I you apologize. You have a beautiful penis, and it's I, I so big we couldn't get the whole thing in the RV. I tell you, we had to have one of those cabs in the back. Oh, just like, uh, what's his name, who built a yacht, but it's not big enough, so he has another big yacht. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, that follows the big yacht around. K-Dot says, I think she made it clear she's just old. Ha, ha, ha. Who's old? Me, I'm the only she. That's why it didn't take long to knock her woozy. Well, thank you, K-Dot. K-Dot has a way of slinging it to me. He he is from Pennsylvania. You're talking to my wife like that? Yeah, he's calling me old. I mean, I can call myself old, but K-Dot, at least you should say uh, MILF. Something modern. So Freehand says, dude is sexually insecure. Now, what dude is he talking about? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. How many dudes are there here? How many dudes? I don't know if he means Abe or maybe K-Dot. K-Dot. Because he's talking about me being old. And yes, I am a senior with more orgasms than some of you youngins. Oh, yeah. Freehand's talking about K-Dot. Oh, K-Dot. Oh, I feel like K-Dot's my little brother. I love Pam and Leanne. K-Dot, I'm not sure if it's love because we fight just verbally spar and so i think that's why he's trying to get my old goat but i am the goat in the g-o-a-t sense do goats have horns Uh, the greatest horns ever yeah so you gotta watch out for those horns i am a horny housewife (laughs) but i tried to get out of the house and get in the rv and it was aborted we still have abortion here in California, thank goodness. And, you know, you got to look on the bright side. At least we might have avoided an avalanche because the rain got worse. Oh, that's what I just remembered. So in the middle of this rain, in the middle of this basic disaster, I get a message from the bank. Uh-huh. Did you spend $7.95 at the Shell station? We did. So I had to call security. They check up on you about yeah. everything. What are you buying today? Because the bots are ignorant. They ask you what you bought? Yeah, literally. Not, not just like, oh, is, are you I bought there? Or condoms, there? okay? Did you, buy, did, did you buy something for $7.95? The I bought, woman I bought said, lighter fluid. I did buy, I bought a sandwich. Okay, so Leanne sandwich. Delgado manages to give us both a stroke in one comment. Hmm. Dr. Susie is the greatest of all time. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. That's the meaning of goat, by the way. Okay, and I want to be sexist. Those who are older than me. But I I am jealous she has a prince, but don't... Okay, then she did have to use two comments. She has a prince, but I don't. Oh, Leanne, I would share my prince with you. You know what? We had to give out princely certificates. We could give a double girl blowjob. <laughs> you could become a prince. That would be fun. <laughs> why, why not? Yeah, double girl blowjob. Oh, double girl. That's even more fun. Yeah, me and Leanne on you and Mr. Pinus. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, I'm sorry. That's, that's her. I'm, you know, much more refined. You wouldn't like that? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not saying... Do any of these people have events where they're going to go and everything is set up and they've made immaculate plans 
and then the whole fucking thing blows up like those cows. <laughs> Maybe not immaculate plans. I mean, after all, I wanted to have plans, but you kept saying, I wanted hey, to have hey, an adventure. I want to have an adventure, so baby. Did we have Trust me. So did we, we are going to <laughs> just so, play so, by ear. Dr. Susie, mm. didn't we have an adventure? Our life is an adventure. <laughs> so this was part of our life, and telling the story is fun. But I still think we should have continued. I'm sorry. Not sorry. We were Not at all sorry, actually. But I'm happy to continue our life until the happy ending and grateful to celebrate our 31st wedding anniversary and that we do this game where make love first so you make love last. If you sort of put it off and put it off because you're a no-fapper or you're one of these virgins until marriage or you just keep putting it off. Or even when you're married and you go, okay, we're gonna have great sex on our anniversary, so that means we shouldn't have sex for a couple days before. And I know people that do that, and I have done that, but it's not a good idea. It puts too much pressure, and there's so much craziness that can happen on the day of. And then the thing doesn't work. Well, that could also I, happen. I, the I, thing I, could, might be, you can have performance anxiety <laughs> if you put too much pressure on the thing, especially for a guy. <laughs> but even for a woman, you can have emotional performance anxiety. Like, sure. oh, it's not like I expected. Like, certainly that's how I felt on my anniversary, which is why I was grateful that we had some great sex right before our anniversary. And boy, did I pay for this. <laughs> You're still paying. You're still paying. Still paying. <laughs> <laughs> you bet, always. I love you, sweetheart. But you're still paying. <laughs> Except it's my money. So how does that work? I don't know if that it somehow evens out. Evens out. And K dot, we spar. I spar with a lot of people. You gotta have a little sparring if you're gonna make peace through pleasure. K dot says definitely we spar in good faith, of course. And he repeats himself in good faith, in good faith, of course. He's either praying or as we say in Yiddish, davening, ah, yes. or he's, he's davening. just <laughs> got Where's the liquor store? with his phone. Okay. You but know what? We, we drove by that, uh, it's not there anymore because the guy's dead. We drove by um, the liquor store in Malibu. It's a big liquor store. Okay. And there were a chain of them. And if I'm not mistaken... If I remember correctly, it was owned by Debbie Reynolds' agent or something. So they invited us to stay at their house. Really? I didn't know about that. <laughs> Why didn't we? <laughs> what? No, they invited me when I was. Oh, young. you, not yes, me. Yes, when I was handsome. I would have stayed. Titan had. I, were, I was Five with you for a little while when you were handsome and tight. Five of those You know, mothers. you're still handsome, not so tight. My <laughs> handsome prince. We're going to have pictures from the RV shortly. Oh, uh, this to is so exciting. how handsome Max is. <laughs> and yet, I must say, there were a few pictures of you scowling that I had to get rid of. Scowling. Yeah, you were upset. Anyway, we survived and we're thriving. And freehand is taking a free hand with defending me by saying that 
some dude is sexually insecure. But I don't think he means Max. I think he means K-Dot. But K-Dot is just trying to get my goat. And he knows I'm the greatest of all time. Is there anyone that's not sexually insecure? Let me ask you that, Doc. Is there anyone that's, you know... Not sexually insecure. Insecure in any way. Mm, well, when you say in any way, it's all relative. Like they got a strange nose or... You know, yeah, they're, people they're are always have. insecure to some degree. Right. It's a question of how insecure. It's a question of whether you'll be cripplingly insecure. insecure. <laughs> like I often say, a little bit of fear, which basically insecurity is fear, is like spice in your enchilada. <laughs> but too much fear or spice spoils the meat. You can't have too much fear. You gotta have a little bit of risk, a little bit of adventure, and then you can have a fun time. But too much, and either you get murdered if it's police at your door, like the other day, Police come to the wrong door and immediately shoot the guy that answers the door. Now, he was holding a gun, but he wasn't actually Threatening pointing him. it at them. Right, and he had the gun. <laughs> this guy had the gun to protect himself against, against thieves and robbers. But I don't believe in guns and, to do anything, right. frankly. Because right. Here come the cops. That's what happens. Anyway, that okay. is too much fear. And also... Performance anxiety is too much fear to allow you to have a good time. So like Bert Sesame here says, performance anxiety is a fucking nightmare. I had it once with a model. Well, thank you for sharing, Bert. I had to go to the bathroom and give my penis a pep talk. Come on, this is our moment. Let's go back out there and give it to her. <laughs> well, that's one way to give your penis a pep talk about a model. I imagine she's very attractive, more attractive than your average date. So another way to give your penis a pep talk is to say, hey, she's just a girl like every other and we can have fun like we usually do. But, you know, whatever way you give your penis a pep talk, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes your penis gives you a pep talk. And says, get out of there. I can tell there's something wrong here. I'm not sure what. I'm not smart enough to know what is wrong, but something. Also, why are you trying to fuck around with this person? Right. Something's wrong. Yeah. Maybe this person is toxic. Let's go home and masturbate. Let's. Right. Oh, okay. Okay, so Chris Gagliardi, our friend, Chris, is calling in. Hey, Chris, are you there? Oh, I see his comment. Chris says, right on. Performance anxiety is something I've never had to deal with, even at a young age. Well, good for you. I always thought about hot women. Well, Chris, I'm glad you haven't had to deal with performance anxiety. So are you there, actually? I'm here. Oh! oh. Welcome. We haven't Hello. spoken to you for a while. And wow. I heard you were ill, and I'm so glad you're surviving and thriving. Thank you. I really been, I was in the hospital for two days. I had what they call the sleeping thickness. Oh. Epstein. Oh, I've had that. Epstein Barr. Now, that's oh, no that's relation to else. the child yeah, predator and the former attorney general. Yeah. No. So uh, you were there for two days. 
Of course. I think he's having oh. internet problems right now. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's move okay, on. Okay. So Chris, we are so happy that you are uh, okay. Okay and alive because we've lost a lot of friends lately. We have. There's a lot of death it's and destruction dead. from different causes. Many, many different issues going on. And you are a young person, but it's taking a lot of young people, the great predator <laughs> of death. So we're glad you're around, and maybe you can write some more. And in the meantime, we're going to talk to Hannah. Hello, Hannah. Hannah. What's up, guys? I'm actually Brady. Oh, Oh, hi, Brady. Brady, you're cosplaying. <laughs> he has a section. Or you're in drag? Well, I'm, I'm using a proxy. I had to use a ah. proxy. That's kind of digital drag. Right, right. Yeah, digital drag, exactly. So what's going on? Oh, I, I just did an audition for a show I've okay. got coming up next week. Uh-huh. I got a show tomorrow, actually, at a place with baby goats and baby chickens I'm pretty stoked about. Goats seem to be a theme yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, greatest of all time. Goats, yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> and they're horny. They got lots of horns. And Pan, the great god Pan, Lord of the Wild. Yeah. I'm going to be embracing that energy tomorrow when I'm playing karaoke for everyone. And a tan. <laughs> and of course, the church turned the beautiful god Pan, who was part goat and part man, into the devil. Satan, and it's there, sad. It was a goat trying to fuck, uh, fuck humans. Well, that's what they made it into, I guess. Anyway. So they got freaked out. Yeah, so Satan is making a comeback, so be careful. There's all kinds of church people out there just calling everyone Satan. So embrace that pan energy and watch your back, Brady. Indeed, you know the the Crusaders, the Knights Templar and the Crusades, they yes. worshipped Baphomet as their deity, and they prayed to him for victory in battle. Baphomet. Which is the hermetic kind of merging of male and female energies into one thing. It's like a Luciferian kind of deity. I think I've heard of that from Aleister Crowley, right? When I used exactly. to t- do tarot readings, my favorite deck was the Crowley deck. I used the weight deck and some others for those of you who are tarot freaks. But I love the Crowley deck because of the art, which was created by a woman. But Crowley did talk about Baphomet as kind of an aspect of Pan or Satan. And it's basically the opposing force in the universe. Whatever is opposing the status quo, the status quo at that point being the Christian nation and the corporate nation, what it is now, the company store, as Max likes to call it. We live in the company store. Yeah. We pay our masters and they give us a little room, a little space. <laughs> Not too big nowadays, you know, big enough. Right. Be careful in those indoor spaces as Lithards, who is a new listener, says in our chat vaccine deaths will keep rising but don't forget to get boosted my loves interesting that he puts that in there i've been boosted and i take the vaccine i'm not here to be 
too bossy about it because I see that people who get the vaccine also have gotten sick and died. Well, there were a lot of people in the 50s during polio when mm -hmm. I was a little boy, and they didn't get the vaccine. And a lot of their children ended up with polio. It's more people dying that didn't get the vaccine. Right. And certainly I think there's no question but masks help. And I think it's great that we're I haven't gotten kind of cold. freer nowadays. I haven't even yeah, gotten exactly. a cold. Yeah, exactly. We've been healthier in general. Yeah. Uh, that's how we can have all those senior sex orgasms, folks, is partly because we wear masks a lot with y'all. That's right. what we do. Although it sometimes feels silly, like we're wearing a mask into Brophy's restaurant, and then you sit down, and how are you going to eat your fish? I mean, you got to take your mask off, and then everybody's got their mask off. I guess you're in your booth, so maybe you're less Well, exposed. the chances of, you know... Uh coming across someone who sneezes on you or yeah, exactly. sneezes in your space. It's one of those things. It's cut way down. And I remember you know. when you got sick and then I got it from you and got pneumonia when someone sneezed on you in a in the grocery store. Yes. Yeah. Well, anyway, Brady Hanna. Brady Hanna. Still here. Okay. okay. So we're yapping so away. It's our thirty-first we'll wedding anniversary. Right. It's had its ups and downs, but we love each other. We love you, and we love the love train. Did you have anything you wanted to ask us, or did you just want to tell us for good luck that you just did this audition? And we certainly wish you luck. And are you an actor? He's a musician. Oh, the musician, of course, with the dog. With yeah. Rufio, the dog. Yeah, well, I'm a thespian, too. I, I did four years in theater. And you're an actor. Of course, you've got a great voice, Brady. Don't always agree with you, but I like your voice. Much appreciated, likewise. <laughs> yeah. My question for you guys would be is how do you keep it together for 30 years? Well, make love first to make love last. And you have to like each other. Well, yeah. And you have to smell. The smell is very important. Yes. To, that, that's something that people don't talk about. But the body odor, the body scent... Of course. ...is extremely important, you know. And I've always liked your smell. And, uh, well, thank you very much. It's I like always your been smell too. very important, and it's something yeah. that's hard to describe. <laughs> And something that's tragic when you get along on every level except smell. But if you don't like the smell of a person, even after they've been in the shower, then it's going to be tough to have a good, not just sex life, but cuddle life. Uh -huh. And I would say a sex life is very important, the orgasms. But even more important is the cuddle life. Yeah, I like. I love the cuddle. I, and I love for the cuddle. that, the smell is super important because sometimes when you're having sex, you're so keyed up, you almost could smell anything, and it wouldn't matter. You could right. have a chemical explosion, and you'd right, be going right, at right. it. But for cuddling, well, they had one you in Texas. Need a nice aroma. Yeah, I mean, you should have nice aromas in general in your room, like some candles. Well, now they say don't burn that because you're breathing in all the. All Carson stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's you know. true. It's like about candles. Yeah, yeah I, hear, I hear that candles candles can emit some actually awful. Yeah. Okay, excuse me. I used to yeah. like candles. Oh, I, I like candles too. You know, but actually, I haven't used them for a while. You know, I use them I in my office. Well, I'll say that I've been burning Palo Santo lately, and I'm about to start growing Palo Santo myself, and I love that stuff. All the girls like it too. 
Huh. Palo Santo. Oh, it's like a it's like a wood piece. Look, this is yeah. this is there, Doctor Susie up here. Right there. Yeah, like a, a oh. Stick. It's like a wooden stick. Like, it's a like sa- sage? Not, not sage, but it's like a stick that you. Uh-huh. It smells better than sage. Yeah, you it light it. Yeah. Sage. sage is not necessarily romantic. It's kind of. Oh, it is. Cleansing. No, it really is. Sage. It's, it's well, you mean this stuff? And hey, you can. Speaking of intoxicating, take an edible or a little mushroom. I know you like that, but oh, yeah. it's a good idea to okay. be on the same thing Couple when you want to have sex. Somebody have mushrooms? Because when Max came into my room, when I'm like pissed off that we didn't have any kind of 31st wedding anniversary celebration and Max no. takes like two edibles and he comes in and says, want to have sex? And he's all stoned and I'm not. And I'm like, <laughs> No! So it's important to be at sort of the same wavelength. And yet I think it's okay to have different opinions. But when it comes down to the basic belief system, I think you got to kind of share that. Like a goal, like goal. At least they have to mesh. Maybe not be the same. And you have to really like each other. If you... (laughs) If you don't like this and you don't like that and you don't like this, it's not going to work. Right. And you can't tell if you like someone for a couple years. Yeah. So Max and I, we were friends actually for... Six years. Six years before we allowed ourselves to fall in love. Because I was so used to falling in love with guys, and I call it falling in love, but what it really was was just this lust, which is very valid, but it would last two maybe at the most three years and that would be it then I'd realize the guy smells bad or (laughs) I really don't like his jokes or I really don't want to do what he wants to do with the rest of his life and good sex can blind you to that for a couple of years a long time yeah Yeah, a long time but in general people are like that you know their tapes some have very short tapes meaning right away you realize who they are and some can really hide for years and then suddenly come out and shoot you. Wow, yeah. <laughs> or something. Oh, yeah, I've, I've definitely I've, I've felt my life in certain relationships. I'm like, this has to end before I get murdered. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that, that's a sign to leave. Even if you just fear for your life, I think because of anxiety. I mean, let's just say a lot of times you might fear for your life, but really they're not going to do anything. But if you feel that feeling, that is not a good feeling to have to enjoy a good relationship. Now, you might enjoy sex from that feeling because, like I said, a little bit of fear is spicy. And so if you fear for your life a little bit and you don't know this person very well and they kind of choke you a little bit or whatever they do, scare you a little, it can be erotic. And that's what you have to watch out for, especially if it's not in the context of a real understood rules-oriented BDSM scene, if it's just a spontaneous drunken thing. And I'm not saying that's all bad, just it's a red flag. Yet, of course, it can also be erotic. So I would say to people that feel that fearing for their life, that kind of violent stuff is erotic, you should study BDSM and learn how to do it safely, both for yourself and your partner and your lawyer. 
I had a really cool epiphany from you guys earlier today that you'll appreciate. Yeah. And that was how sexy enthusiastic consent is as opposed to like transactional consent. Because oh, this yeah. crazy girl I was just talking about, like the sex was very transactional. It was really? like, okay, we'll have sex, but you got to do X, Y, Z. And this is, this, this is like, and I don't even want to do it. Ooh. And like, you know what I mean? It was like, it wasn't great. But right? you still did it though. Yeah, Abe, he's right. You still did it. <laughs> and we don't fault you for that. Yeah. But hey, you were after her for a while. You told us she had defined herself as asexual. No, this is a different girl. Different girl. Oh. Different one. You have a lot of girls, yeah, Brady. Girl. Well, he's got a dog. True. He's a musician. Right. There's a I mean, lot of what? attraction here. <laughs> I can imagine you would attract a lot of women. You've got a great voice. You look, you look handsome in your picture. Rufio yeah. actually scares off the toxic women. It's, it's the funniest thing. He's such a good judge of character. Like He, he loves the girls who are good for me, and uh-huh. he growls and like intimidates the girls who are not right. good for me. Just be careful. So Keep him on a leash so he doesn't bite them or they will sue you. And dogs know. Chico, too. Right. Certain people that come to the, he, they don't he doesn't like them. Right. <laughs> he has bitten girls. Yeah, well, that's not good. You're lucky they didn't sue you. So <laughs> just be careful. I mean, but yeah, you don't want to be with a girl that he would bite, certainly. And certainly as you get more famous. Because as you get right? more famous. You will have wow, more wow. toxic women around you. But of course, I'm sure you want to get more famous, partly to make more money. And toxic people. But also because it does make you more attractive to a bigger pool of partners. And that is a double-edged sword. Speaking of which, if you like romantic medieval novels, you should read The Girl and the Sword by my Yale classmate, Gerald Weaver who I gave a great review to because I read it in Amazon. But then coincidentally, he sent me a hard copy in the mail with pictures of me from Outlaw Biker. Oh, not pictures of him. No, that was me, honey. That you remember you. No, me. Yeah, no. It was the same year that we got married when I right. did the cover of Outlaw right. Biker. Oh, yeah, 1992. Right. He loved that. It had some fans. <laughs> She's the best. Yeah. I, I love her. Oh, well, I love you, too. No, I mean, I really love it. It's a great book, The Girl and the Sword. It's a little bit feminist, but you, you might like that. Brady, I think you're a little bit feminist. Yeah, it sounds like The Princess Bride a little bit. I'm into it. It's about, actually, the Earl of, how do I pronounce this, Leicester in England, and he was from the south of France, mm-hmm. and they had battled with the Cathars, and the girl in the title is a Cathar, is from the Albigensian Crusade, which was a very kind of romantic time in the sense it was the historic beginning of the Western idea of romance, the courtly knight and the lady that he cannot have. It wasn't the Earl of Sandwich. Probably related, but I think he was later. But I know who you mean, and he was an Earl, yeah. yeah. He was not medieval, though, but I think yeah. he was more in the 17 or 1800s, yeah. and, and he, he invented the sandwich. He made the sandwich because they would go hunting, and they didn't want to get, they had the uniform, they right. didn't want to get off their horse and, ah, you know, See, I thought fires, it was because you know. he played pool. I heard he played too. billiards or pool. I'm sure he did. And that was his God, reason. God has blessed him. So Christopher says... Safe play all the way, hip hip hooray. Well, there you go. And that's what we're all about too. 
uh, safe play and enthusiastic consent, as Brady says, is a good idea. It's, in fact, essential nowadays. Back in the sexual revolution, you could go to sex parties and kind of worm your way around the octopus of legs and arms. See, I always had a hard time I did that. that. I loved it. I'm glad I had the experience. Got a little stunky at times. It would get a little stunky at times, but <laughs> if you had the right amount of mushrooms or whatever you were taking, you matter. could really it, yeah. have this primal horde experience that I cherish now, that I had in the past, and I don't think I'd want to have it now. I went to a couple of swing parties and I didn't do anything. I can imagine you being <laughs> aloof. I, I was very aloof. Right. Because we went to a few swing parties together, and you and I, we would have sex yeah. outside of the group. Like, a, a way. We did it on that swinging bed. On the swinging that bed. overlooked the, the hordes yeah. underneath, and that was fun. That sounds so nice. It was great. This it was, was outdoors. It was up in the hills. And it was in a house that was owned by an Afghan man, a poet, ah. an Afghan poet who since Ooh. was killed in America, though. Really? But he was really? a refugee. Why'd he get killed? Because people get killed. He was associated in some way with some group in Afghanistan. But he was quite wealthy and had this great house, and yeah. he made it a party house. Yeah, I went there one night. It was wonderful. It was and great. in those days, which was basically the early 90s, late 80s, we thought open sexuality was on the upswing you know aids was under control and there was a sort of sex education boom there was feminism and it just felt very open there was real sex mm. on hbo we became part of that actually they should see that it's right isn't it playing well what's playing now is vice tv's sex before the internet which is different episodes about sex before the internet, which doesn't go back to cave days, which it should really. But it goes back to like, I don't know, the 70s. The sexual revolution, really. And it has one section on real sex, and I am in that. So go see it, Vice TV. And we have another Vice special coming out soon, we hope. For us, it's not about money, obviously. Right? Is it about... I mean, I don't have a lot of money. Do you? No, not really. Not at all. I mean, we always do need money. Yeah. Because well, we, have we have visions of grandeur for ourselves <laughs> in our bonobo way. We are going from the capitalo scene into the bonobo scene. And if you want to come aboard, uh, you can offer your nice deep voice like Brady does. Or you can drop a few bucks on us. Hey. Hey. <laughs> what do you say? Right. Okay, so... That would be a private conversation. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, Brady, so that's some of our ideas for how to find the one and possibly have the chance of keeping love alive. Of course, what about your parents? Did they stay together? They didn't. They split when I was like two. That makes it a little more difficult. You have an imprint. Yeah, luckily enough, I've been able to kind of become a very different person than my dad and yeah. my, my mom. <laughs> I've kind yeah. of become my own person. And I feel much luckier in love than they were. <laughs> That's good, my friend. That's However, good. always remember your roots and compensate for that. Just take a step back 
and I agree, perhaps some of these women have been toxic, but sometimes you might feel the jitters because after all, you are a child of divorce, so you might feel that no one is gonna be able to be someone that you would settle down with. On the other hand, you could also have fear of abandonment. That's all actually really accurate. Like, um, I feel like I'm very selective, very selective. Like I haven't knocked anyone up. I haven't married anyone yet. And um, I feel like maybe I've been a little too yeah. selective, but at the same time, I feel like it's a blessing. Like the universe has guided Absolutely. me through all of these situations yes. where it's like, I look back in retrospect and I'm like, oh, you know what? There was a good reason why I didn't choose Just her. Just know <laughs> that know? life is not a black and white experience. And so, yes, it might be good to be selective, but not too selective, as you say. It might be good to be strong-minded, but not too strong-minded. It might be good to believe in yourself, but if you believe in yourself too much, you're like a narcissist. You know, everything is moderation. It's kind of Buddhist, although we don't want to be too Buddhist, what with the Dalai Lama sticking tongues out and stuff. <laughs> I bought his book no. in high school. <laughs> no, no, he, he's Tibetan, right? He's Tibetan. I visited Dharamsala when I was 18. I, I went to his area. Well, describe the area. You got to describe it what area you were in. It had a lot of flags that said Om Mane Padme Hum, the jewel in the lotus. The jewel in the lotus. Yeah, you could take that in a sexual way. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a G spot. <laughs> does right <laughs> yeah it's a funny term okay now chris is going to try to talk again okay so brady we'll say goodbye we and, could well, we should talk to chris we should give him a try uh, but I, no, yeah good luck brady and we're glad yeah. we got some insights going together all right on <laughs> the love train which is the peace through pleasure train we're now picking up christopher Hello, gang. And there you are, loud and clear. Loud and clear. Yes, finally. I was trying to talk to you on my iPad. Or oh, your sorry. iPad. Oh, yeah, that's not yeah. trustworthy. I wish I, I, wish it, I had. It can be tricky. I wish I had. Anyway, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, seriously though, um, I know you guys were concerned about my well-being, and I guess I should share my story now about what happened. Right. Well, what happened was I was I took my friend to the hospital and she was dealing with an issue with her foot. All of a sudden, I started to feel shivers. Wow. I did not know. I did what, not what did you do? You cut your toe? His friend. No, oh, it his wasn't friend. Me. Your friend. Yeah, it was my friend. Yeah, my former friend. That is. Former, and former friend. Now she's a former friend. <laughs> so soon. Yeah, in one was day. Me crazy. Was driving oh crazy, wow! So what happened? <laughs> anyway, well, anyway, you I had my gloves on and everything. They didn't see the warning signs about something wrong. Ah. So a day or two later, I took myself to the hospital uh-huh. to get checked, and I thought I had COVID for starters. Uh-huh. But they checked me, and they turned out to be negative for COVID. Right. They checked me also with the the, the that thing that the device that the women check for their face. They gave you an ultrasound. They gave me an ultrasound, okay. yes. Uh-huh. To check my liver, my kidneys, my... All right, everything. so your whole body. And I don't know if we can say all these body parts on the air. No, the I'm whole body, yeah. yes, the whole body. And 
They even did a culture of my blood. It took samples of my so blood. So what they say? Something was what wrong. Did, what did they say to you after they did all? Because they love to do that. Okay. The well, more okay. needles they it can get inside of you, it. the better. It's like eighty-nine ninety-five a hit. They like to test you for everything. Everything. Yes, yes everything. And then you can still sue them. So you had sleeping sickness, then, right? Is what I heard. Yes, and also mononucleosis. That is the other term for sleeping sickness. Mononucleosis. Yes, so and how did you get it? We do not know. Either someone didn't wash their hands because they cooked food mm. or the other way around. I'm not mm. sure. So how are you feeling now? Know. If, are you okay now? Well, the doctor gave me a good sign to report that my I am almost fully recovered. My blood work recently showed that the inside of me is getting much, much better. Okay, good. And well, I'm we're glad you're still alive to celebrate our 31st wedding anniversary. Yeah, we've been losing friends not, not left and right. Not to turn things around to yes. ourselves. Yes. I guess I just did that. I think we, should, we have to go. Yes, but happy anniversary, guys. Thanks for letting me come and share my story. Yes, I'm glad you're still alive. And I'm so glad to be with you. We are very glad, Thank Chris. I lost a lot of friends last week. You're a very important member of the extended Bonoboville community. And <laughs> one day soon, you're going to sing for us again. I will. And I Practice. will see you soon. Okay. Thank you. Have a good I'm night, I'm glad guys. you never get sexual performance anxiety. Yeah, and you take very good care of yourself. This show has another motto, which is make love, not war. It's also make kink, not war, because we like kink. We like things that are just fun. They don't necessarily have to involve love, but they're better than war. These days, war is celebrated above all on YouTube, which censored our channel for sexual talk, for leftist talk. We're not even sure. But they terminated the channel. But they have all these weapons out there being used and snuff films where you actually see people killed. It's appalling. And there are more and more people out there on the streets shooting each other and in the supermarkets. And Is that a place where you want to live? What do you mean, America? Well, I'm just saying where people are this shooting each other. This is where we live. Yeah. Schools, Do homes, we, is this people something, is are it, shooting each other. Is this something we can accept? Do we say... Uh, well, we have to protest it, certainly. Yeah. It's a war at home. It's a war at home. It's and there's a, a lot of people that are enlisting in this war. Yes. And these people They're, have guns <clears throat> and yeah. other forms of ammunition. I was that reading that Some of them are amosexuals. They love to wear guns to scare us lefties. Now, by the way, you can be an amosexual but not yeah, well, yeah. really have a gun. I have many clients like that. They love guns. I tell them, I you shouldn't gun. have a gun because you're an amosexual. I love guns. And I understand it. I think there's a certain but sexiness to a it. Cer certain but they're dangerous, one. right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the portrayal of them, while I'm all for freedom of speech in every way, so I'm not against the portrayal, but it does encourage people to be more amosexual. And interestingly, on the other side of this equation, we have America at war, basically all over the world. There's Ukraine, where we're supplying all this weaponry, and NATO, where we're kind of 
cheerleading all these Which European will countries. take years to rebuild. Right. And sometimes supply. I think Putin works for American weapons manufacturers because thanks to Putin, American weapons manufacturers are oh. selling all their weapons. And They're what happens great. next? We're supposed to buy more because they're running out of weapons. And guess what they're also running out of, brothers and sisters? The military is running out of recruits. That's right, people in Generation Z do not want to join the Army, the Navy, the Space Force, and they are not really fighting the bait. They are staying away from that. And you would think it's an economic downturn. This is what our owners, as George Carlin would say, or the Pentagon would say, is economic downturn, good, good for the military. Because then people are desperate for money, so they good join the, the military. Rich. And good for the and rich. And good for the rich, except that people are wiser. You know, the internet's very messed up. But it does give people some information and they see, number one, that we're losers when it comes to wars. We spend a lot of money, we kill a lot of people, and we don't win any of these wars. Not since World War II. And we are killing a lot of people. And you can get killed. That's true, we kill more people than we get killed. But people don't want to join the military. So no. the military of the United States, the military-industrial complex, has a bit of a problem. Yeah, and you have a personal responsibility. Now, I think I've told this story, but I'm going to tell it again. <clears throat> when I was a young man and I was on train fire, uh, shooting at uh, targets 300 meters away, and I shot... 11 out of the 12, which put, right. me, put me second. And at that point, I put my rifle down, and I got up. If you know anything about the service, I got up, and I walked away. That's right. From the firing line. And I have a lot of respect for that, Captain Max. I would have never joined. Right. But, but when someone I that actually leaves, it's a big decision to make. I realized that if I was really that good, I might kill. I might kill somebody. Of course. You know, and I, I don't know. If That's I what they train you to do. Right. Just like Prince Harry, that other prince, mm -hmm. wrote in his book, they train you to see the people that you're killing not as people, people but right. as chess pieces right. that you're kind of taking in a chess game. And of course, he insulted a lot of Afghan people when he said he killed 25. And he wasn't ashamed of it. Yeah, the shooting, I'm, I'm glad that you didn't join Max because uh, that, that's a terrible thing to do. Anybody that kills anybody, is, I think, is, is a bad And I'm kind of on Prince Harry's side when it comes to the royal family because they certainly killed a lot more than 25 people. Oh, but yeah. you shouldn't be proud of the 25 people. And I know you said you're not proud and you're not ashamed, but you do talk about it. And eh, not good to kill all those people. Yes, you guys have to deal with your PTSD. That's terrible. But it's because you're killing people, and we don't want you to kill people. We being us peaceniks over here, and apparently us peaceniks might be having some effect on the young people that are not joining the military nowadays. I don't know. 
I hope so. I don't think they should join. However, the rich and the Pentagon, which is part of the rich, the military-industrial complex, they are fighting back. In fact, they are one of the forces that does not want to forgive student loans. And one reason is they want students, former students, to be in debt. So they feel like they have to join the military. I don't know if it'll work, but it was written up in the Wall Street Journal the other day. Hey, maybe one upside of not getting your student loans paid off is that we will have more yeah. recruits for our military. That's right. We'll join, you can join the military, but once you realize <clears throat> that you hold in your hand literally the word of God, shall he live or not? God. Yeah. <laughs> that is the bad part of the that. The guy that really loves you but sends you to hell. And shoots you. And shoots you. <laughs> like one of those police officers that shoots guy. the wrong guy. Oh, sorry, sorry, my bad. But they hardly ever say my bad. They'll come up with something. Right. It, well, at least, at least that organization bows down and apologizes once forced to. But the military never. But the military. I mean, look at all the death and destruction... George W. Bush reeked in Afghanistan and Iraq. And then Obama, who I kind of sort of liked somewhat, lots of devastation reeked in Libya and elsewhere. So we're anti-war. This is what we're all about. War is the worst aspect of fascism, and we're headed into super wars. There are people stirring up wars Around. against every country against China. China is holding back. You know who's the only beneficiary of this horrible war in Ukraine? Because Russia ain't doing too good from it. And we're not doing too good from it. And Europe is doing terrible from it. And Africa is suffering. China is rising in terms of their economy and their diplomacy. While we're shooting our wad. Mm -hmm. Somewhere. So we better learn from these Confucian communists. Yeah. And they're ancient. Anyway, we're celebrating our 31st wedding anniversary. We're almost ready to go. Adriana says her parents were never even together. They hooked up a couple of times, and here I am. Look at that. Well. Sounds great. My parents were never around. No, she means they were never together. Oh, never together. She doesn't mean oh. they weren't with her. Oh, but see, what I'm going to say is, yeah, that might mean it's not a, a sentence against marriage and family. Not at all. Some people, they kind of go the opposite way. It really depends on so many factors. But I guess all I want to say before we finish up is marriage is great. And my love, my marriage has taken me through a very upside down 31st wedding anniversary and I'm grateful for it, and yet, I want to say marriage is not for everybody. And relationships are not for everybody. I think sex, in some form or another, is for everybody. But that also includes solo sex. It includes all different aspects of sex, even what I might call Quentin Tarantino sex. Oh, what's that? Foot fetish. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. He said on his 
interview the other day, which I kind of hated. He said, I would never do a sex scene. I don't believe in sex scenes unless they're absolutely necessary, and I never find them necessary. But he does have a lot of violent scenes, including rape scenes, and he does have these sort of foot fetish scenes. Oh. So yeah, I, I, I think yeah. another name for the foot fetish is going to be the Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that's a category in uh, uh, a whole cat- in, in Pornhub right. or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So Dre Day agrees relationships are not for me. See, they're not for everybody. Everybody's got to be sexual in some way. Just breathing, just being yourself. You're a sexual being. But you don't all have to be in relationships. You don't all have to do the dating thing. You don't all have to do the married thing. That's for sure. And speaking of bondage, it is one of the most intense forms of bondage is the wedding ring. Yeah, I, I believe in in, in uh, marriage versus dating. I couldn't survive dating. We uh, didn't do a lot of dating, you and I. I my dating was like... We were friends for a long time, and then we started working together. Yeah. Well, we actually worked together off and on quite a bit over the years of our friendship, but then we were working intensely on these tapes, on Desert Susan, our anti-war tape against the American war in Iraq in 1990, when it was just Desert Shield. We sent tapes to the soldiers building up for Desert Storm. They were called Desert Susan, and they were like the Tokyo Rose of that time. And so many people were pro-war at that time. Now everybody's all mixed up. Uh, then everybody thought it was the greatest thing that this was going to be a one and done and they actually thought it was but it wasn't that war is still going on but this show is going to wind up wind it up I want to say goodbye Leanne was very funny tonight yes she was very (laughs) flirtatious with you but she doesn't want to do I I feel just like her blowjob with me Somebody will do that with me one day. I can dream, right? That would be fun. Absolutely. A girl, girl, French kiss over your beautiful penis. Yummy, yummy. Is this an art piece that we're speaking of? Certainly something to fantasize about (laughs) during our next sex. my penis involved in a photo shoot? (laughs) Well, we could take pictures. It might get nervous. It might get performance anxiety. I don't know about the pictures. And how much does he get paid? That's the real issue. Yeah, that's always an issue. There's so many issues. Adriana says, I think it's important to be upfront when you don't want a relationship or dating. I think I agree. However, sometimes you don't know. You don't know what you want. It's good to try to figure out what you want. It's really good. And to be upfront as much as possible. And also to understand that the person you're talking to might not be being upfront. And they might not know what they want. And you might not know what you want. So proceed with caution. I was friends with this guy for six years before we fell in love and had sex. We only had sex for like six months before we got married. Basically, I told my mother, I'm in love. I'm having sex. She says, all right, I'm renting the synagogue. That was it. Did you hear that? It took her six months to get it done, and that was it. We got married. But you didn't want to date. You weren't into dating. We went to a few parties together. That was basically it. 
That's a date. Uh, you know, we don't do too well on dates, actually. That was the funny thing when we went to Brophy's. We're there. He's, like, grimacing at the cake. And uh, we're better just here with our mics and also in bed. Yeah, because out there is, like, a lot of crazy people. Yeah, you're yeah, kind of nervous out there. Oh, I'm very nervous always out yeah, there. Yeah. Because there are so many crazy people walking around that have been indoctrinated with violence and, and hate. And, and you have to understand that the, mm. <laughs> what they want. Right. Dre says, I rushed in a situationship. How about that? That's a little bit less than a relationship. <laughs> got all messy. Yeah, you know, messy. rushing in these things. Things can get messy. You got to be careful, but also understand life is not perfect. Life is not black and white. You can't protect yourself from everything. You got to experiment a little bit. Just like we experimented going up the coast and it was awful. There was some good moments, of course. I'm just ribbing you and I will for a few years. I <laughs> was driving the You motor were driving. Road. He drove That's correct. quite a bit. He was a heroic driver. Right. Until I lost my mirror. Right. Oh, Leanne's boss is walking around, but she loves us. Oh, we I were talking Leanne. about her. And she was afraid her boss would see we were talking about her giving a blowjob with me on you. You. Right, for our 31st wedding anniversary. All right, you guys, I think it's about over the 31st wedding anniversary, except the pictures are going to go up, and you're going to love them. They're nothing you would want to masturbate yeah. to. But yeah. honestly, we have some great throwbacks that you would want to masturbate to. A lot of stuff is free that we do. Right. That's why we're always broke. Unless you're like K-Dot and you like to masturbate to old ladies that you kind of think about as goats, right? <laughs> Something. No, K-Dot's great. All you guys are great. We really love you. Pam, you're great. Stormy, you're great. You're all great. You're all great. You're Notice all... how Max names the females. Well, because, you know, he I'm... He doesn't, doesn't even have the breath for the guys. I'm 80 years old. <laughs> I don't know about any of this new stuff. I'm looking at Rudy's got a Petri dish here. <laughs> right? Anyway, we love you. We and love you. we love each other. We, you know, have our issues. But that's how life is. That's how marriage is. And all those celebrities that act like they have the perfect marriage, they're faking it. So yeah, I'll just say goodbye, Bert, Gideon, Rudy, Leanne. Okay, Bye. say goodbye to everybody. Bye, Pam. Okay. See you soon. Make like bonobos, everybody. Let's all make it from the Art. capital of scene, which is just collapsing to the bonobo scene. Peace through pleasure, female empowerment, male well-being sharing so don't roast me Rudy says well I'm not roasting you but I don't know what's in your petri dish anyway we'll talk about that next time meantime make like bonobos not baboons make kink not war make love not war make love to someone you love tonight even if that someone is you I love you and I love you too Oh, you know what?
need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else, you can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience, or a combination. My world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role-play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.